I am Lee from Pedal Boards of Doom, and to my left, maybe right, depending on how you're watching this, is... Mr. Budget Pedal Chap! Hello, Lee. This is odd being uh, introduced. I am usually the introducer. Yes, but you are now the introducee. But we have someone else to introduce. Who shall we introduce? Who shall we introduce? Um, well, this this other chap who's down here, who might be a little bit of a game changer. <laughs> well, hey, Go this on. is where you kind of say hello. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> oh yeah, so Lee, who have we got? This is Ilya, who is the mastermind and main man behind uh, Game Changer Audio. You'll know them from things such as... uh, I I sound like that guy from The Simpsons, don't I? You might remember me from movies such as... Oh, Troy McClure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the plus pedal, the plasma pedal, all those sort of things, and um, yeah, this. Uh, do you think your team will mind me calling you the main man? No, I don't think they care. They're too way too intelligent <laughs> to care about things like that. <laughs> nice. Well, I that... mean, like it's uh, it's okay. Like um, we we like we all know that like I'm the dumbest person in the whole company. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So get him in front of the camera. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, right. Okay. So our, our friend here has a few questions he wants to kick us off with. So about game changer and kind of uh, how we how you came about. Might as well, right? We're all like uh, extremely busy these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. No, but seriously, it's. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for uh, choosing to, you know, cover our stuff. Absolutely, um, yeah. I mean, like we've been, we've been, we've been, uh, like featured in many like posts on the on the Facebook group, and it's always a mixed bag of reactions, and sometimes like some of the greatest shit and some of the greatest like uh, insults, like. That we find about our pedals, like that's on the pedal boards of Doom. Like, yeah. and it, and we have a nice collection of the best, like, uh, best worst comments. I mean, that, it, it's that's crazy, an accolade it? of itself, isn't it? Sorry? <laughs> that's an accolade in and of itself, having the, uh, yeah. like, the, the best comments and the worst comments. Yeah, we love the worst comments. We, like, uh, you know, some companies they put, like, uh, pictures of Steve Jobs on the walls. We have yeah. the worst like uh, fan mail and worst comments like printed <laughs> out everywhere. Brilliant! Oh my god! We goodness. also have the great like the big like thank you letters as well. Yeah, I suppose it's it's one way of inspiring you though, isn't it? If you've got people who are who are like going against you, you you really want to prove them wrong and, and do it to show them. There's there's a lot of love on pedalboards today for your stuff as well, though. There is, you of know, course. Absolutely. It's always, I always say that the people with the biggest mouths have the like. Well, sorry, the minorities always have the biggest mouths, and you know we we strongly condemn anyone who picks on any individual or company. Just it's just not cool, man. It really isn't. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we don't mind, and uh, <laughs> since day one, like all of our releases have been so. I think it just comes with the territory. Like, if you're gonna have like a big name such as Game Changer Audio, and if you're gonna come up with these like crazy concepts that are so like 
like asking for attention you know like you have to real you have to realize that the certain amount of hate or mixed responses will come with the territory and i mean that's actually like uh something we don't get worried about at all it's like yeah every great piece of you know like every innovative thing gets its fair share of hate and criticism so look how much slack star wars gets every time they release anything no, it's just like, oh, this was rubbish. Everyone just wants, they're just waiting for the film to come out so they can say it's rubbish. Yeah, just uh, like trashing the film is like better than watching it. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. It, it really irritates me. It really does. People can't just enjoy things nowadays. I remember when um, when the plus pedal came out and people were saying, oh, it's just one of these or oh, it's just one of those. And it's like, no, Yeah, no, they no. kept saying, no, it's, it's, it was this different from the electro harmonics freeze that's like 10 years old. And then yeah. you actually hear it and you go, well, <laughs> y- yeah, actually it is. Yeah. It, it, it's a million miles away from it. It's got so much more functionality. You know, these are the same people who are happy to go out and buy 20 different versions of the Tube Screamer. <laughs> and then they turn around and say, how's that different from that? Look at so, it. That, I mean, that, that's a, a nice place to segue into the, uh, the plus pedal because that was the, the first, um, first thing from Game Changer that I... Uh, I ever heard about which was um, Nam. It was Summer Nam about three years ago or something like that. Was it? Um, I mean, like our first Nam uh, debut was the Winter Nam oh, 2017. Oh, there you go. Then yeah, uh, and and people were showing this like piano sustain pedal and going, "This is this is for the guitar." Um, <laughs> so and that, I mean that was. Like you say, it was it draws attention to itself because it's it's just completely um, it's it's something that's familiar but not in that context. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the main things that the freeze lacked to accomplish, it's like, uh, um, and what hopefully the plus pedal uh, had kind of uh, got right from the get go, is that like. To me, like I remember walking past like uh, the freeze pedal in guitar shops, and I just never like kind of even I never registered what it does. And I think um, like me- like certainly there's very well educated people and people with a lot of experience who have been following gear for tens of years and whatnot. Obviously, they they were aware of the what the freeze was and what it did. But I think what the the plus pedal accomplishes with its like uh, fit like that design factor with the brass pedal and everything like it just uh, instantly sells you the idea of wanting to use a, a damper pedal like you yeah. you if you see it on a, on a, online or like if you see it in a store without plugging it in without even doing anything when it's like uh, what fuck piano pedal plus for guitar that's yeah. something that you get, like, and and, and I'm bet, I'm willing to argue that for many people that was uh, the first time uh, uh, when they put those two concepts together. It's like, ooh, fuck! I would like to try that. Yeah, yeah. Just, earlier, you know like you might have seen the the freeze <laughs> somewhere, and like you didn't even it's like just a box that says freeze, and you maybe didn't get to plug it in or didn't get it or something. <laughs> but yeah, we we didn't. We didn't even view the freeze as a competition because we, like, it has to, because it's the, a pedal and a product, it's like 
a musical instrument is like the whole package. It's like the visual aspect, the how you use it, and also the improved algorithm and all the functionality. We knew that like, okay, there's a freeze, but like there's 15 reasons why our thing is a different thing. So it doesn't shock me why we got compared to them all the time and we're being called a knockoff. But come on, like, is it really a knockoff? Like, when you see the, all the other stuff that's going on in the pedal world, it's like every pedal is a knockoff of something. With like, <laughs> yeah. It's like our DNA is like 99.9% as, as, a, as a chip chimps or something. Then, well, in that case, all other pedals share 99% DNA as well. If you, if you face it right, <clears throat> you, you can tr- your, your pedal's got four different knobs. The freezer's got one. Right, you you can adjust the rise time. You can uh, blend be, it in. Fair, you know, be, sorry to interrupt, Lee, but like to be fair, uh, Electric Harmonics has an advanced version of the freeze called the Super Ego, and uh, mm. they have like those additional knobs as well, and actually other features that ours doesn't have. So I mean, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I would say that the main uh, difference between them is actually the sound algorithm itself. Yeah. So, uh, to simplify, and like, I hope that the viewers kind of, uh, you know, know what exactly, like, know that have a little bit of information or point of reference. But so we're comparing two two pedals that both do this like sample and hold functionality. So there's uh, there's I would I mean I'm not I'm not like please don't take my word as like as law, but basically there's like three types of uh there's like it, traditionally there's two types of like this how to achieve this like uh yeah the sample, the sample yeah the sample so one is one is the like i think it was in the early software uh, plugins and instruments it was like the fft granular formant synthesis or something like that where you could like it was a very cpu intensive way of how to like uh take a snapshot of a spectrogram of <clears throat> like a tiny like millisecond you know like uh, yeah. of like a snapshot of audio spectro- spectrogram and then extrapolate those those waves and kind of keep uh keep that yeah that, that frame going yeah. and uh <clears throat> obviously there's there's a whole evolution to that and like it's wide, widely used in uh, modular synthesizers like the digital modules such as like the it's called clouds or something. Um, so, and then I think what the what the electroharmonics thing was, it was a uh, like I'm again I don't want to get it wrong intentionally, but I, I'm pretty sure that what but what it is it's like a tracking algorithm that pro, that measures the pitch of something that feeds a guitar synth. Okay, I thought it worked like a, yeah. a delay and held the like the, the delayed notes. Um, I, I've no idea about making these sort of things. No, I mean, it's like uh, it's like you have a hog or something, which is a guitar synthesizer, and it's a technology that electric harmonics has been known for, like for a long time. With all, they were the pioneers. They actually electric harmonics used to actually be the game changer company, kind of like they yeah. invented many many like uh, style like. Yeah, no. They you're invented many right. like subcategories of pedals. I think all the. I mean, there's a lot of information on that. But what it is like, yeah, they. It's a comp. It's like a, a 
the foundation for the freeze was there already, like their proprietary guitar synth engine, which could like imitate a guitar synth similar like a Casio synthesizer or something. And uh and combined with a tracking algorithm. So so what you're saying is they had the tech and it's, it's part of what um part of what's in other pedals and they've kind of separated it and gone not here you go you can have this as a standalone pedal. Yeah, I think like the freeze is just one of the features for the hog two or the poly hog or whatever pog two. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So to me, like, so the uh, the, the interesting thing about the plus pedal is that like we're just using a different style, uh, yeah. a different method. So it's a little bit more advanced um, platform. It you uses use the uh, use a mo- modern microcontroller and like a RAM that can that records audio at high fidelity, stores a circular buffer of audio signal, uh-huh. and then once you engage the pedal, it does this like uh, red, it like looks back in its most recent memory. And creates the longest possible sample uh, yeah. that can be looped circularly. And then there's, there's optimization for that samples, like uh, overlap regions and other proprietary things. Actually, it's really funny, but uh, a month ago, we defended, we got granted a US patent for that, uh, for that technology. Oh, oh, nice. Which is really cool because we wrote a patent with no money and with no like you know like with no experience and like with minimal but minimal consultations from like uh like patent attorneys and stuff yeah. like that when we That's were like 25 really cool, and man. we got the patent like which is pretty cool i mean it's it's it sounds more impressive than it is but it's <laughs> like a thing to hang on the wall you know like Right next to the next to the troll comments is the the pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere there. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, but I, I'm I've I've been I've had this for years, and um, I, it's something I, it, I was saying to Ilya before. You know, um, you, you've seen most of my boards, haven't you, man? And um, I've mm-hmm. always always have the plus pedal on, and. Um, same with the the one we're going to be moving on to next, which is the plasma pedal. But this this thing, um, one of the, one of the nice little surprises with it when I first got it was the wet switch, because people don't realise that you can just have it. So like you can play a chord and then kick it in. So you haven't got to like swell your, your notes in and these sort of things. And um, it gives you some ambience, man. It really does. You put a nice long delay on after that. Uh, sorry, reverb on after that. And you, you've just got ambience for days. This thing has so many uses. Um, you, you know, you can well, happily thanks play Thanks a lot, Leah. I already told you, like, it's really uh, always nice to hear this because, like, it was our first pedal and our first product. And, like, we only had the big, like, very, uh, you know, like, scandalous name. <laughs> Uh, and like we were all always really worried that like what the fuck are we doing getting ourselves into and like will people get it because it's also not the cheap pedal uh you know but yeah you you've been you've been with us and supporting us and like we've been texting each other since the very beginning like you've always been very uh like uh like a positive reinforcement for us so thanks a lot man Oh, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, it's, I just wanted to say two things about the plus. <clears throat> so, like, forget all the technical bullshit that I said earlier. 
Like all you need to know is that it lets you create layers and stack them up. Yeah. All, like, and they just sound much much better than like the the, the stuff that comes in with the built-in with the Pog two or with the freeze. Uh, it does have its drawbacks, but it does it does have a much better like uh, sound quality. And uh, I suggest I'm, I'd be happy to share a video that uh, our friend Chris Buck recorded last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I saw that last night actually. That was um, amazing. Like, and it was it was put a smile was, on everybody's face. Yeah. Like it's fucking awesome. Like performance. Chris and, is a and, player. He really is such a good player. It was how natural the pedal sounded as well within that within that mix. I mean, Chris is an amazing player, and he could make a a, a guitar from Argos sound good. But he, um, the the pedal. It you can sounds, make a shitty pedal sound great too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it it worked. It, you could almost kind of see the inspiration going on with like a uh, feedback with him being inspired by the sound of the pedal. Oh yeah, which that was totally then happens every yeah. single time you use that. There's not um, a lot of pedals that do that. Uh, and it was it was such a natural it was a natural kind of sound because the um, the electroharmonic stuff from what I've heard can sound a bit uh, a bit uh, synthesized and a bit digital sounding with their repeats it it almost sounds a little bit unnatural whereas it was really organic sounding it was I like almost like of, pressing the yeah I, I like a lot of the electro yeah. electroharmonic stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's, this it's is, this stuff is made so yeah. well. There's the stuff like just the feel of the knobs, you know, when you move them around. You, each little tiny, they don't just turn. Each little tiny turn on it is a tiny little click, so it goes like as you turn the knobs around and everything along those lines. It really feels so well made. Yeah, I mean, we did everything wrong with this one, like in terms of like costs and production. Like <laughs> we were young, yeah. It's like we actually like had a had a small workshop where a guy like his uh, assistants like they hand casted the first I think four thousand of these brass brass like things it's insane and uh, yeah another thing that's like sets this apart from the elect- I think the freeze uh, yeah. is that this by 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 design. Um, it will work with uh, almost any instrument. Like, so the freeze is good, is optimized to sound like a guitar synth. Whereas maybe yeah. you will have backing problems with certain, bit, like you know, a five-string bass or something. Or like in the, with this one, you can sing into it, you can play a flute into it, and you can oh, hit nice. a cymbal into it. Like with, like you know, and oh, just but, mic it up. And but can you play a spade guitar into it? Yeah, yes. Actually, here's one I made earlier. Fantastic. So, like, I'm actually working on a piece right now. With this, this is my, this is my favorite, uh, like, thing to do these days. Hold it up to the camera, man. (laughs) So yeah, you can check out like, uh, there's this guy Justin Johnson, who's a legend. I hope I know. You, I'm sure you, I'm sure you guys are all like uh, blues fans. So I think uh, Justin Johnson is like this. Uh, I think he's the last true Americana blues guitar hero. Like plays like uh, 
shovels and wa guitars made out of wash tubs and whiskey barrels and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, this guitar is made by him. It's his original design, and he also has a lot of stuff like uh, with the plus pedal as well. So check it out. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's, um, I'll have a look at that. If I. Okay, so shall we move on to the the next big release? So do you released that in 2017. Now, am I right in saying the plasma pedal came out in 2018? Yep, exactly. What would like the next? So we're trying to keep the pattern of like every yeah. winter now. We like every every time September comes around, we start like what the fuck? Let's go! Like and then uh, like. Yeah. And then so, we, we're trying to come up with a concept that's like uh, presentable, at least for the winter. Now. Yeah. Now I'll I'll put my hands up and admit to something here. When this first came out and we saw videos of it, I had a, a chat with uh, a bunch of friends, and we we're all talking about it, and we we're all saying, "No way is they, are they really getting that? That's a it's a gimmick. No way are they getting that um, that distortion through that." And it wasn't until we tried it. And we were like, holy shit, that is actually how... Because you can see it, it, it corresponds exactly with what's going on in the tube. And, yeah. Uh, and it, it's, you know, even the little tiny bits are like little bits of sizzle and the stronger currents that are going through it are the, are the stronger... Um, are the stronger signal. Uh, and it's just amazing. A, that no one's ever thought of it before because it's so good. And B, that you've, you've managed to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, we got a lot of shit for this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern here. Yeah. Um, my, fa so my favorite comment on the, on, the, on the plasma is, like, uh, under one of the, like, NAM videos where the sound quality was not the best, like, uh, somebody wrote, like, the most eloquent sentence. Like, it's like... Sounds like shit on frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Do you think that might have been Matt? <laughs> oh, bless him. He's oh, a... But yeah, so, I mean, so, like Lee was alluding to, usually um, guitar pedals get distortion through through a couple of ways, either like overloading the, the amplification stage or using either diodes or transistors uh, to clip the signal. And this this pedal doesn't do that at all, does it? It's got... Uh, am I right in believing it's Xenon inside a tube? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, depends on how technical you want to get, but um, the first... I think, uh, I think Josh from GHS has done a fantastic video on the history of distortion. Mm -hmm. And, like, he goes in-depth on all the technical, like, uh, how the components have driven the industry. It basically, like, starts with, like, busted speakers, speaker cones, yeah. then goes into, like... like the kinks, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, right, Ray Davis, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, uh, so it's, like, starts with... And then Link Ray, I think. Uh, yeah, so it's, like, first was, like, the... Uh, Vacuum tube clipping, then it's ger transistors that the germanium were the first one, first ones, and then yeah. because of the war they developed a better transistor which was called a silicon transistor, silicon, yeah. which were more more stable at different temperatures, and then they had like, I think then then the, the late next like next uh, 
I think electric harmonics played a big part in moving over to op amps. Yeah. Then most recently, then there was a whole big period where they, those things were just like optimized and rehashed and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then most recently, there's digital drives, which are also you know a, a genre in its own. So, uh, but yeah, he, here the uh, the whole gimmick and the whole thing, like the whole unique element, is this is like uh, we're using a uh, a uh, step up flyback coil transformer. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> it's, <laughs> so it's like uh, it's like when you had it's like a yeah. It takes the voltage from a from nine volts or whatever up to a point where it can jump across a uh, yeah. A but contact. it's really high, isn't it? It's a really really high voltage. Yeah, it's like uh, you know the one of it's like one of the things you learned in like physics. Like it's like you have the primary windings and then the secondary windings on like two different size coils. And then the amperage and the current, like, evens out. Like, this gets amplified by that factor, and then you have much higher voltage, but with little, like, less Yeah, low low amperes. So, even though this thing is, like, uh, really hoping I'm not stepping all over. It's like pinching the end of a hose, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how they teach the physics in school, like, like, uh, with the water system analogy. Like, yeah. But I mean, like, uh, so here, like, the the, the voltage uh, goes up to, like, 3,000, 3,500 volts, but you still could, it's like, you could stick your finger in it and you can, you'll just get badly burned. You won't get, like, electrocuted or, you know. Because it's still got the lower, yeah. low, because yeah, the yeah, voltage is yeah, still yeah, like pressure your, behind like, it boss to... power supply, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah. So and uh, what it does is like it does have an op amp circuit that acts as a preamp. So yeah. it amplifies the the guitar signal, yeah. the audio level, and then audio level is usually one volt. So the one volt signal <clears throat> uh, gets uh, gets in gets like uh, sent into this like transformer yeah and this transformer is calibrated to work at a certain frequency like it it fires away like certain amount of sparks per per second right like it's like you know you think a moving you see a moving image but it's actually like 24 frames right so here it's like uh even though we we see this we perceive this as a continuous discharge it's actually like short burst at, at about like like firing away yeah, yeah, it's about forty k. Works a bit like dominoes electricity, really, doesn't it? It's it's a cascading one one into the other. Yeah, and then like what it does, it basically connects a spark gap, and uh, these two ends, like the metallic thingies in the in this tube, those are the electrodes. Mm-hmm. The, uh, like, and the xenon gas acts as a semiconductive substance that makes the flow of electricity like easier is it easier than going through oxygen exactly yeah so like what you said earlier not as easy as going through metal yeah so what you said earlier like if we if we cut a guitar cable and then move separated the ends like by one millimeter like you could potentially increase the amount of like current in that system to a point where signal would start jumping over that one millimeter gap 
it would take a lot of like a lot of energy for that to be achieved and also it would make a loud acoustic popping noise because when electricity moves through air a lot of energy gets released as like these like <laughs> those kind of sounds right uh, and that's why a taser gun sounds so loud why it goes like <laughs> like that in the air that's your next one isn't it <laughs> so like this is basically a musical taser gun with larger uh with larger spark gaps and it's a closed system that uses xenon gas as a conductive substance to get rid of the to get rid of the resistance that the air would have jesus this is a little <laughs> and, 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 I'm, I'm surprised that you put a sentence together that long. Like it's yeah. crazy. It's and, uh, science with Ilya. It's brilliant. It also gets rid of the acoustic popping sounds, so you don't waste yeah. energy that way. And you don't have a pedal board that makes noise. The, uh, yeah. So it's so. Can it's, I ask on the Euro rack? Uh, sorry, not the Euro rack. The plasma rack one, where the the tube is longer. Does the voltage need to be higher? Yeah. So that like that's about. Almost twice as twice uh, as much. It's right. like up 7, to five point five thousand volts. Right. Okay. And uh, it has a different, like, more <laughs> serious transformer. All of them are custom made, like, for these projects. So we're like, we like, we're really like stupid when it comes to like <laughs> optimizing <laughs> costs and shit. And that's why the pedals end up costing like like boutique pedals. And yeah, they're very boutique. They're not just made up of out of um, a ginormous parts bin, which is like the um, Hammond cases of the world and these sort of things that everyone kind of like buys the Hammond cases in and then makes their pedal fit. Everything's bespoke. Oh yeah, I mean, but not only that as well. You like with a lot of um, a lot of pedal layouts. Eventually, you'll find find them on uh, <laughs> on like uh, pedallayouts.com or. Or uh, effects database or any uh, any of these <laughs> yeah to be able to recreate one of these if if you wanted to do like a DIY version of this you'd need to make your own little vacuum tube of xenon and have your own personal um step up transformer yeah i mean i mean there's experimental versions of uh, of these concepts uh on youtube really i mean they're like uh for example, in this case, this is actually not a very complicated idea. Like, believe it or not, like yeah. there is there has been a thing called a musical Tesla coil for a long time, right? And there has been performances oh, yeah, of that. Yeah. And they can like there's, but it's yeah. just that like we took it to a very stupidly like serious and like like le- stupidly serious level, and. Uh, tried to convince guitar like ordinary guitarists that are not like technical freaks that they that they would get a kick out of the sound and like we were as, as well we were really like just as earlier like we were all, again like worried about it like will it work will it be safe will we get be able to get it like certified for electric electric yeah. like electric, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah, like electromagnetic emissions and stuff like that but did you have any trouble with that uh, the plasma rack took us about yeah Plasma rack was hard to get like certified as a like class B device right. because the voltage levels are so high. So everything needed to be rethought at least two times and shielded, and we needed to make custom made like uh, transformers and stuff like that. Okay. 
So I mean, so, like, uh, we just go to extreme lengths to on the off chance that people will get a kick out of these like uh, weird, almost yeah science products, like almost yes. like <laughs> yeah. There is something very Frankenstein about them, isn't there? Uh, so um, the 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 plasma kind of uh, the plasma range. You've got. We've mentioned the 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 original plasma pedal, and we've went mentioned the the rack. Uh, and between between just those two, they are two different beasts, aren't they? Because they've got some very different controls. Do you want to explain to us a little bit uh, of the differences between the pedal format and the, the rack format? So, number one difference, the rack is bigger. So you get a bigger tube and a bigger lightning thingy. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, for many people, that's very important. <laughs> like that's that was the number one request we had like from people make more like, lightning oh shit can you make it bigger more more lightning so we didn't take those uh we didn't take those seriously at first we kind of said okay like if we have like you know a bunch of them of those requests we'll consider like let's try to make a bigger one and then then we had like a request for a bigger one from a very well-known band we're like, okay, shit. Okay, I guess we have to do it now. So, and uh, that's like a band that uh, doesn't use... So we had to like... So we started thinking about how we can design this thing. And they tour with like, without pedals, but only with MIDI controllers. And everything is stored away on presets in like racks. Yeah, racks. Yeah. Uh, on like behind the, you know, behind the, behind the stage. So like, yeah, we... Basically, realized that we worked out over time that it's, if we we're gonna do a bigger one, it should be a stage ready, fully MIDI controllable one U rack unit with yeah. a larger tube and some some extra like uh, functionality that's kind of like seemed appealing to us. For example, like we did, we made those like uh, we made those like custom main transformers. Uh-huh. Which then enabled us to go to invent a new, like to take advantage of the more of their like of the increased like power and headroom and stuff. So we we like we were able to introduce a new mode called oversaturation mode, which takes the, that sound to the next like you know platform of craziness. And then we did like uh, some other features that we kind of like thought of. After we did the pla- the plus uh, the the regular pedal, so like yeah. which we just and then some things that we wanted to include but then we just couldn't because of space and like you know so yeah, like we kind of like uh, get, like we included all the ideas that didn't make it in the, into the pedal because of just the you know yeah like, space limitations uh, and yeah so we like we did a bunch of those such as the ring mod and tremolo <laughs> yes like, yeah, yeah and then there's there's a mode called uh, clean gate which is awesome where you can uh, like one of the interesting properties of the plasma uh that whole system is that it comes with an it, there's an inherent like uh noise noise gating kind of uh property to yeah. it um and, uh, so and that noise gate like the rack version offers you to use the noise gate thing without adding without using any the, the distortion, the distortion. The mix there's a bunch of cool videos about this and like most recently like produced like a pro did a video about the rack. Oh nice. Okay. They literally released it yesterday. 
Oh, cool. I'd love to watch that because I didn't know that, that much about this. Did, uh, yeah. I think the one thing that the world really needs in, in terms of drives is drives with MIDI on them because that just means you can you can get so much more out of your drive. It's not a set and forget sort of thing. You can go in there and you can get, you know, you can swap between the same same pedal but different tones and that that's really, really cool. Well, there is like a certain, like, you know, if you're going to basically like there's a certain like minimal uh, feature set that you have to include on a on a proper rack unit, so it's fully MIDI controllable, including like uh, like uh, including like all everything you see on the front panel. All the knobs can be turned in with continuous control messages. There's like eight, uh, eight storable preset slots, and also you can run MIDI uh, out. And uh, set up one like two units to use in a stereo setup. Using choose between which one's the master unit and the sl- who's the slave unit. Also, there is an expression pedal input jack that can be assigned to any rotary knob. One and also you can and there's three effects loop slots for different parts of the chain. So, for example, you can just if you're using it in a studio setup for music production, you can route it up one time. And then just like in your Pro Tools, you can go, okay, I'll send this plugin into FX Loop 2, and that way I can get like a low-pass filter with a bump, like before the plasma tube. That way you can just, just like, you know, really like yeah. do awesome stuff. The, like, like, uh, at, like notched at, 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 at the driver level, like at the, yeah. you know. So cool. So there's, there's, a, lot so, of, so there's cool. a lot of options, and we... We're probably never gonna. We're probably not gonna make a you know a second version of it. So we thought like just let's include as yeah, much stuff. Go as we all can out. Want. You got you got to put this in a pedal, man. It's so cool. And we would be we would be completely remiss if we uh, if we failed to mention the uh, the third iteration of the um, of the plasma pedal, which is the the uh, oh, what what's it called? Uh, well, the, hang on, we've got the Eurorec the, one first. Let me chuck up a picture of yeah. that. Did you see the Eurorec? Yes, yeah, yeah I did. Uh, I, I, I just uh, want to chuck that up on screen because it looks awesome. Um, so the the plasma coil is uh, yeah. is a special version, and it's uh, it's tied in with a certain artist who I would, uh, if I think of like gated spitty fuzz tones, this is. Possibly the the first artist that springs to mind for me. That's uh, Mr. Jack White, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's that was that's really cool. I mean, like it was a point where we like you know we all like probably got drunk that night when we got the you know like got the news that they're interested in collaborating. <laughs> like, I mean, like uh, we're all uh, fans of Jack White, and like I when I was sixteen, like I I really like up to that you know that music and stuff i did too i spent a lot of my younger years listening to that man i mean like and when you think about it like for a young upcoming like pedal company like what better possible like uh brand ambassador would you want like it's impossible to even like want anything like more perfect like <laughs> in this particular case like with the plasma yeah, so yeah, yeah, we collaborated on the on a pedal, like everything, like starting from the sound, the, uh, the modes, and like even the, all the graphical design. 
was done in partnership with Jack and the and his crew and their graphic design team and stuff like that. Oh, so they did, they helped with the graphics as well. That's really cool, man. Uh, actually, Jack had a lot of ideas. Uh, like he had more ideas about the the graphical like nuances than about the sound nuances. Like the, the sound, <laughs> like he was like, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, put the thing like give me that that octave combination. Fuck yeah, let's go. Good. And then there was a lot of fine tuning with the with the actual like graphical elements. Like he insisted that there was the particular illustration of two Tesla towers with the Warden Cliff House and like specific fonts. And like, we obviously it was a kind of collab collaborative effort. Yeah. It took about six, seven months. Yeah. yeah he's, I mean, it's one thing that I've learned about, uh, about Jack White is he's kind of, he's so particular about the, the aesthetic of, of all of his bands and, like with uh, with the white stripes, there was a color theme going through uh, all of their stuff with the white and the red stripes that were uh, white. Well, of course, yeah. But like there was a white white and red color scheme, and then when they went towards the, like the later end of the, the career, it was it was uh, like more blacks coming in. Um, and then when it, yeah, and then when he went on to doing his solo stuff, he he changed the color schemes to kind of define those uh, those eras. So it's he he's got a like a massive massive eye for detail even down to like the tiniest things so i mean it really doesn't surprise me that that's the kind of level that he would be uh involved uh with a pedal that he's putting his name to yeah i mean uh uh the main request from him was that the get like the discharge the electrical discharge uh he asked us if we can make sure that it's discharges as a yellow yeah, yeah, lightning yeah. bolt and uh like we talked about xenon earlier yeah. so xenon is one of these gases that are called no- noble gas <laughs> noble, noble gases gas, yeah. and uh they have those like semi-conductive it's not precise totally accurate but let's say it's like semi-conductive gas that's ionized yeah that ionizes and like conducts electricity yeah. and then like there's seven types of these gases uh, like neon krypton argon, argon xenon, xenon whatever yeah and like each one of them has a particular type of like this light that it emits uh when it gets ionized so we spent an, like a ma- massive amount of time finding a mixture of gas that would ionize in the yellow lightning Really as shit. a yellow, as a yellow discharge, <laughs> we did like we spent, I think like four something around seven thousand euros on samples of these like light tubes, wow. which were all had to be like custom made, and like I, I, we were paying for that. Like I really want to know what's the what was the combination? Is that like is this like asking the colonel for his uh, <laughs> secret spices? Yeah, I mean like I, I'm ready to give away the combination. So the combination was that uh, like. At one point, uh, Jack White said to somebody in his team, like to to give like we get a message through somebody at that at Third Man Records, guys, stop fucking around. Just put a yellow plexiglass little thingy on top of the of the standard xenon tube that you already use. We're like, okay, and it works, <laughs> and it looks yellow. Oh man. <laughs> 
<laughs> After all that story, I'm so deflated now. <laughs> That's it, yeah, yeah. You could have yeah, told like me a liar would have three been Three parts Argon, yeah, yeah. It's two parts Zenon, yeah. A tiny little touch of Krypton. Yeah, I mean, like... A little bit of fluoride. Maybe sometimes it's good, it's healthier to just, you know... Simplify things. Yeah, so that was really a design lesson that we learned from him, kind of. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven thousand pounds later. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh man, that's um. So it's a long story. Is is, that's um? It's a yellow plexiglass. It looks yellow. Done. Yeah, beautiful. Like, you you could have got a felt tip pen snap, and coloured the original one the, in. You need to sometimes snap out of, of you know your own little microcosm because we, you know, we kind of live in our own little bubble. There's like 15 of us, and mostly we're like there. It's engineers. We yeah. get a kick out of this stuff, like and like you know concocting this stuff. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, like, come on, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a simple solution to it and it works, what, yeah. what's really go for it. What's really, really cool about this is it has, um, you have like overtones on it as well. So like, um, you know, uh, subs and these sort of things on this one as well. Uh, and they work in the same way through the plasma coil as well, don't they? Yeah, so let's, uh, like, let's kill, I'd like to, like, yeah, basically, so, like, uh, uh, the, like the the plasma, the standard plasma has a uh, like the basic plasma sound plus a blend control. Here, yeah. Instead of the blend control, you, you only get like it's always on one hundred percent blend, like distorted, and <clears throat> that uh, knob really is, like like that knob is replaced with a six-way selector switch. It offers different types of boost and octave up and down like uh, effects that are all achieved in a very interesting and clever way that was developed by Martin, who is one of the founders of the Game Changer, and uh, he's our main development engineer. So it's like it's a way of uh, remember I told you like about the that modulation frequency that the certain that the sparks fly at yeah. He mentioned something about like yeah, 40k. They, so yeah. he found a way to achieve a, almost like an octave down effect by fucking with the with the with the with the with that with those frequencies at, at which the transformers are driven. So it's a very unique and interesting kind of yeah, kind of analog, but it's not exactly analog because that modulation rate is controlled by a digital mic like little digital chip but it's a it's it's a new um transformer based you could say that without lying too much it's a new transformer based like octave up and octave down uh system so it has a it it works well within that that realm you know the the previous pedal uh created It's uh, it's when I got to play this uh, um, in Germany last year, um, I didn't expect it to be uh, as much removed from the original one as it is. But it, it's a completely different beast, it really. Is it's um, it just adds a whole load of because that that second switch is a momentary switch, isn't it? There's a there's a thingy on the back 
which lets you configure that switch as a latching or momentary switch. So we did that because uh, Jack is well known for his use of the whammy pedal as a momentary effect, you know, like yeah. those solos that get these, like, you know, momentary. Yeah, leaps, leaps rather yeah. than a sweep. Up and uh, so it can be used as a momentary expressive tool, kind of like the Digitech Ricochet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or you can just have like have the effect that you want, like ready to go, dialed up, and you get to move to the next level for your solo or something. So just yeah, it's it's it looks amazing. The other one looks great as well. This just like you say with all the big Tesla oils on it, it just looks great. It really does. I'd say that just... uh, like. I'd say basically the, the if somebody is debating like which one to choose or something, um, if you are a, a like pentatonic based tar dude who just wants to rock and rock out and like shred and destroy amps and people's ears and like strip paint off walls and like uh, then the the plasma coil is a better pedal for you because it just has more weird sounds and it's kind of more brutal and more heavier. And like there's the favorite video example that we have is the Rebea Massad's video. Did a 20-minute yes. video like two, three months ago on the plasma coil. And like he like broke a sweat like by the end of it. It was a really awesome like thing to watch. <laughs> I've not seen that one. I've seen most of these. I've not seen that one. I'll have to watch it. So, and then, uh, however, if you are more like a multi-instrumental uh, player and you want to get more versatility yeah. out, of, out of the plasma, or maybe you're playing bass, sometimes bass, sometimes yeah. baritone guitar, or if you want to like use this thing to crush drum machines or synths, like this is a really, really awesome system actually for, uh, for synthesizers. Like and drum machines and like uh, music production in general. <laughs> drum machines, <laughs> brilliant! I, I want to hear this. Yeah, getting a lot of really crunchy sounds out of the. It, it is true. Like sometimes, like drum machines, like it just goes completely crazy. And uh, yeah, there's videos of that as well. So that's when I, I would say that like the the, the standard plasma is a more yeah. rational choice. Yeah, having that, can, that the you blend. Can dial in the blend and mm, yeah. like uh, you can you know. Take a sawtooth oscillator tone or some kind of like uh you know like arpeggiation pattern pattern and then gradually like you know you have a setup on a table you gradually bring in the the like the, the noise and stuff like that so i'd say if you want more versatility in a more multi-instrumental context then like this is a wiser choice just yeah. want to rock out on guitar then the jack white thing is like the thing to to get but something I've, I find really good fun is running the um, the plasma pedal into my Meris um, uh, Enzo. So you know that that can do all the different arpeggios, arpeggios and these sort of things, and you kind of kick that in, put a bit of a blend on it, um, and because you've got that interesting bit on the on the other one, I don't know if you've got it on this one, but the tone control can either affect both the clean and the distorted, or just the uh, distorted signal. And you can get some really interesting tones using that when it's just affecting the distorted. It's yeah, we did that cool. because of we did that to accommodate bass players because 
First of all, like most bass players complain that uh, fuzzes and distortions don't have a blend, like a clean blend. Mm. Yeah. And like- then again, and then also, even when they do, whatever EQ system the manufacturer has chosen will color the, the clean blend anyway. Yep. So here you can actually dis, like you can flick yeah. the switch here and disconnect the the EQ circuit from all the clean from the clean side. Like and then so it doesn't color uh the clean blend tones like at all. So you have your regular like like big fat bass thing which you know like if you go step on a pedal and you lose the bottom end or something like the song just gets like yeah, yeah. Really it does. starts limping, you know, Contract. like even though you yeah, get yeah. the fuzz on top, you lose the found, you lose the foundation. So yeah. here you can you can have it set up at fifty fifty, like distorted and clean, and you can tweak the EQ of the distortion and disconnect the EQ from the clean as well. So yeah, that's why we built that. So we, we've got a bit of a dilemma. Um, we're coming up towards the hour, and we've still got your new pedal and the motor synth to talk about. And that motor synth we could be talking about for an hour on its own. Should we, uh, should we glance over it quickly? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I always talk so much like, no, it's fine. No, it's, I don't, it's I good. really don't mind running over an hour. I was thinking of your time more than ours. In like, uh, it's, it's 11. Yeah. I'm here in Riga, Latvia. <laughs> And I don't mind staying up longer because I'm gonna. Uh, I, these days I'm back to my like, uh, like night owl kind of. Mode. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are in the same kettle of fish as that. Um, right. Okay. So I I got to have a go at this. I got to see this um, back in October. I think it was late September, October. And yeah. this thing, I, I I said earlier before we came on, I said I I would not know what to do with it I, I understand what it does but I would get lost yeah. on this and I, you know you've seen my pedal board this I would get lost on it's absolutely immense and it takes someone much smarter than me to deal with it it is amazing but the the way it creates the um, the sound is twofold isn't it one's optical and one's uh, so one's from the black and white stripes that are on the on the spinners and the other is from the spinners turning themselves. The magnetic, isn't it? So, oh, yeah, I have. I happen to have it here. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let me. Here's one uh, I made earlier. Yeah, it's one I literally made earlier. Right. Yeah, I have. I have, I have it here because uh, we're actually like uh, we're testing like the first first batches right now and writing the presets and uh, test like. Catching bugs and like almost, almost ready to finally ship these. Wow! Yeah. So, like, let's. I'm gonna switch it on, and hopefully, you, you'll see. Won't get an epileptic like attack. <laughs> well, <laughs> only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. You know how you said about your stuff needed to be tested. Were we supposed to put up an epilepsy warning on this? Consider yeah, this, this to one, be your yeah, epilepsy warning. <laughs> Uh, this this thing is uh we got like eight discs uh a double doppler I believe so here okay now it's upside down it's the back of it uh, but like 
These are, this is a system of eight uh, electromotors. Yeah. These are, these are electromotors that are typically used in the drone industry. Okay. I wouldn't know. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to tell anyone that. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's just, it's all, like, I'm pretty sure that it's pretty interesting. Basically, like, we were kind of just kidding around that's, like, uh, these drone things, they're becoming so available, affordable, and precise and popular because the culture is driving the technology. We were starting just to joke around that, fuck, those motors are super durable, super kind of available. And, like, they're so precise that I bet you could even, like, make music with them. And we're like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. And then that got us thinking about that. And, like, we, we thought it was going to be super, we thought it was going to be much easier to make them spin at certain frequencies. But, uh, yeah, it turned out to be, like, almost a two-year project. And we had to hire some people, like, yeah. So the way we, <laughs> the way we always fund our crazy ideas is like we, we scrape all the money together that we can. We get a decent prototype running, but it still probably needs a lot of work. And we crowdfund based on that initial wave of interest. Yeah. And then the crowdfunding money is what lets us complete the project. So we haven't like haven't uh, failed this like you know anybody yet but yeah we've been delayed on we've we've had shipping delays like pretty much each time but with the motor since like it's been it's been at least three three four months after the promised deadline i think or maybe even more i think a lot of people are expecting that at the moment now aren't they given the current circumstances yeah, so. yeah we've got like at least like Four hundred and fifty people waiting for these that, that paid like uh, literally one year ago. So God, uh, you might as well change the name to Analog Man. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but, but I mean, no. thankfully everybody's really like supportive, and we don't have yeah. any like angry complaints or something like that. Because no, yeah. uh, everybody understands that's what they're signing up for. So there's a lot of information about this, but. Yeah, mainly, like, the idea behind this is that, is that like, um, analog synthesizers, um, analog synthesizers produce sound with this, like, uh, with this uh, element called the VCO, which means voltage-controlled oscillator. Mm. Yeah. Right? So that's what VCOs are. Yeah. And then, like, if you want a polyphonic synth, then you need separate, like, VCO... Like, you know, each voice, like, has yeah. its own, like, oscillator, like, and usually it's just a vibrating crystal or something like that, <clears throat> like, in the analog uh, world. But when you think about it, an electromotor is also a voltage-controlled oscillator, because the more current you give it, the faster it starts spinning. So, and then we just started dreaming up this kind of design, and one thing led to another... So we arrived at this, like, uh, at these eight motors, which, uh, what the eight motors are, uh, stand for, like, the eight motors let us, like, they allow us to create an instrument that is, uh, supports four note poly polyphony with two oscillators per each musical key. So you can set up your tone with, like, a low 
AC note on the as the foundation, and then a top note that does the like that cuts through, and and then you have that means like one, every time you press down on the key, you can use the keys that are built in into the synth, or you can use a uh, MIDI controller, right? Like anything like this. Yeah. So like every time you press a yeah. note, two of the motors will take care of that note. One will take the, the one voice, then the other takes the other one. So you can do four notes at a time, and then and then like that whole system was a very very big technical challenge, which I don't think we want to get into right now. <laughs> but there's stuff online that you can read about it, like go to our website and stuff. But uh, yeah, everything else on the synth, we tried to build in the best like uh, possible traditions of analog synthesizers. So it has like an analog, it has an analog filter section with like four different types of like filters. It has uh, like cross modulation, detunes, portamentos, like different types of and like. Envelopes, filter, filter envelopes, modulation, assign, assignable like LFOs, uh, arpeggiator, sequencer, like a lot of different stuff. It can be synced with like your beat machine. Be, uh, it can be also be used as a like you can use it as uh, like you can use the filter of it and plug a guitar into it like on the Korg MS20. Yeah, so I mean, it's a big like uh, it's it's a big project, and uh, it's, it's like the, definitely the most complicated thing that we've ever tried. And I can imagine it. It, you, it splits the signal as well, doesn't it? So it sends uh, so you can affect it in two different ways. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, gear, man. <laughs> I'm a little bit exhausted, but like, yeah, right now. Is there anybody even left watching at this point? Like, <laughs> yeah, we got yeah, yeah, we've got watching. we've got viewers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. but um, so um, right. Okay. Do, you want, do you want to move on to the uh, the the most recent release uh, or the most recent teaser that we got at the most recent NAM? At least this is really, 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 really cool. Let me. Yeah, just when you think that Game Changer can't do can't do anything else that will surprise you, then they release. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, a spring reverb that is powered by. Uh, it, it's rather than using in- inductors, it uses uh, lights, really sensitive optics, uh, optic sensors to to detect the the, the vibration so of the spring. It's an optical reverb, yeah, isn't it? It's perfect. Yeah. So we got like uh, we got. Um, some practice with these like infrared sensors thanks to the motor synth because as lee mentioned earlier like it, it there's a like a, like each motor is equipped with these like discs and there's patterns and they're being read by like optical sensors and that's how you get different wave shapes along yeah. with the like electro electromotor sounds which are which are picked up by like thick, like uh, magnetic pickups yeah the- so but yeah like the motor synth like got us uh, started like using these like uh, you know up, like infrared sensors, and we kind of like repurposed the knowledge that we uh, like you know discovered through this project, and we combined that with the spring tank, and then yeah, and we it's an interesting uh, it's a really interesting sound, and uh, hopefully like by the time uh, by the time we ship, 
hopefully uh, like what we wanted to do is we wanted to make a analog like spring reverb system that has the versatility of let's say like a more digital like you know like you know all these digital reverbs they have like yeah plate and like slap back or they have like modulated reverbs Mm. so we we realized that a lot of those like sound palettes can be achieved in an analog way with the help of these sensors for example like we're using a thing called we have this mode like on the light pedal it's like uh it's basically a shimmer reverb but yeah we we are achieving it by uh, pitching up like pitching up the uh trails like the, uh, like the, the overtones, the, the overtones of a, of a certain set of like these these these, sen- these sensors. That's really cool. So hopefully, like we'll get uh, the analog kind of representations of these re- reverb effects that we always considered like digital. Yeah, very digital, like shimmery, shimmery things that you, that have only ever um, existed in the digital realm. You're now finding an analog way of reproducing that. And it's hopefully again going to be something much like your uh, your plus pedal is to the uh, the EHX freeze and stuff, where it's a more organic uh, and more natural sound. The the analog way of doing it will be that more natural and because it's it's picking out the the harmonics of a real spring that's moving rather than just guessing at what that would be there's something that i have wanted someone to do for ages i've spoken to a few people i've even spoke to Ilya about it years ago and i said to him what i want is someone to make spring reverb that isn't huge but a real spring reverb that's analog and i said to you can't someone basically put like a, a microphone and just amplify the signal that's coming out of it and you turned around and said no you can't but we are working on something like that at the minute Oh yeah, okay. And um, I, I was like, "Oh man!" And this was ages <laughs> yeah. ago. So when you bought- I probably lied to you and then like uh, used your idea, like, yeah. <laughs> no man, you, you know, you were like, oh, "No, no, we're, we're working." You know, I, I knew, yeah. I knew you were being legit, man. But it, it was such yeah. a great idea um, that you, you ended up with. It was just when you when you brought it out, I was like, "This is great." I remember even speaking to um, Luke over at Stone Deaf about it years and years and years ago about, you know, can't someone make a real spring reverb so I can get an analog pedal to create my reverb, you know, sounds. And and you've managed to do it, man. You, it's well, brilliant. I mean, like, there's, that one is still, uh, like, that one is still not uh, finished. So we are close, but like as as usual, like we debuted the concept at NAM, and now we're very close to the final like PCB, and like hopefully everything really goes goes really well, and like we we can start manufacturing them soon. But unfortunately, this like pandemic stuff has has like has been a bit of a nuisance, like and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, there yeah. will be like there's there. Uh, there will be updates on that, but I uh, hope definitely this summer, like we're, we're going to be like shipping all those out. So, but uh, I, I'd say the unifying factor, be- like between all of these things that we're trying to do, <clears throat> that like when you think about it, most pedals 
Um, most battles are either like rehashed from each other. Yeah. Right. And then the digital modern pedals, like, and like, there's definitely a place for that. And um, we don't want to make any, like, you know, enemies, like in the industry or whatnot. We try to be friends with everybody. But, uh, like our kind of internal, uh, like your ethos. Our, our own filter for ideas is that like, yeah. can this sound be reproduced with like a digital algorithm? And like, if the answer is no, then okay, then let's, let's build it. So basically like, even though the plus is a digital algorithm, it won't work without that particular physical interface. Right. Yeah. And then like the plasma pedal, like we tried sample, like uh, making uh, camper pro camper profiles out of that. And like the camper just doesn't understand it. It just doesn't sound like it at all. Like it's immune to being camper, like camperized or something. <laughs> camperized. You know, like it just sounds like, like, like no attack, yeah. no, none of that sputtery stuff going on. So like, mm. you know, like you look at this like typical, like $350, like multi LFO tremolo thingy. That's like digitally controlled or like a big sky or something like that. Those are fantastic tools, but basically, you know, they are like mini computers that are locked to just do one one thing. Yeah, absolutely. So theoretically, you could achieve those effects like with a computer program or just with a bit of code, like you know. And there are very very sophisticated reverb and delay algorithms like developed by real scientists, you know, like you know starting from the 80s like from the for the digital racks and then all the when the DAWs started coming in there's there's a lot of like science almost scientific level work that has been already accomplished in like to create digital emulations of spaces and reverbs and that kind of well, stuff look what Strymon's done that you know their, their stuff is i think Strymon are good. like uh, pushing that game like in terms of pedals for sure yeah and, like so is chase bliss and earthquake yeah. but yeah like uh, for us personally, like if we want to make sure that the things that we build cannot be just replaced by a block of code and you know, like a, and a you know, music audio interface. Yeah, that's a really interesting way of looking at it. Uh, I didn't realize you went, you did that. That's that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, the motor synth. The that's the whole point of it. Like, there's probably. No way of recreating this natural sound of like electro motors, oh. like digitally. Or why would anybody like sit there and write that algorithm anyway? Like <laughs> someone yeah. will, someone will do it or <laughs> try it. They will try. Yeah, man. What's, I don't know. What's we'll the see. button on the top of the light pedal? Do switch right at the top. Sorry. There's a switch. You know where the um, the tone switches on the plus pedal uh, on the plasma pedal there's one on the light pedal what does that do for that oh that's also like uh, latching and momentary oh okay so for example you can set the uh <clears throat> you can set oh yeah there's actually no 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 wait oh the one on the back that's uh that's an accelerometer switch oh uh so like they're like imagine when you when you have a when you have a when you have a uh, a spring reverb system on your pedal board, 
And let's say you wear like big platform Dr. Martin shoes. And you give it a kick. And you step on the pedal to, you know, to, to put it into motion, like to, to engage it. Yeah. Engage it. Mm. What you're going to inevitably get is like a big crash because the springs yeah. just like start vibrating. So that's, and then we, uh, what we did is like, we came up with this like solution where we put a, a tiny accelerometer chip that costs like uh, under a dollar which are typically being used for like cell phones yeah, and that phones, kind of stuff, yeah. which, which is designed to detect motion and vibration and like detect G-force. And we put it yeah. on, the same, uh, on the same circuit board that houses the, uh, the springs. It compensates. It's like, uh, it's, it's like a suspended uh, circuit board with the, with the spring system on it. The, the suspended element is so, so to even out like vibrations still if you if you like really yank it like step on it hard as soon as the accelerometer detects that 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 that's uh, that motion it will shut off the uh reverb like the the wet output to the amp you can you can turn it so you can still do that if you want to yeah so you can go like and then the reverb will only like fade in after it stops shaking Gotcha. So mm. and that has like three three mo three settings of it like uh, accelerate accelerometer off soft and hard like so yeah. yeah that's cool so the soft setting would be like if you're on a stage that's super loud and the, just the the ground is shaking you know what I mean then then uh, yeah and the soft setting is meant for that and you might have like a little bit of like jittery reverb sound because of it but the hard setting is like it's just more sensitive and like for those people with heavy feet yeah i'm i'm one of those like uh like i've i've always destroyed everything on the pedal boards <laughs> our friend alex over at anasounds uh, does the um the uh what the elements yeah the elements reverb which is uh Big old tanks, a proper spring reverb, same as this. And he he sells the that as a feature. You can give exactly, yeah. you can give it a whack. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like that's that's a very that's a much more clever way of uh, doing it. <laughs> Just separates the the spring tank from the physical thing that you hit. And it's been used with modular synth uh, setups for a long time. Like when you have the like Eurorack casing, you have the the control panel on as one unit and you can stash away the the reverb box somewhere else or put yeah. it on uh, on the inner kind of like side of the case or whatnot and connect it with wires oh yeah there's a lot of love for these um, one of my colleagues over um on my own page he over at Tompedia said uh, we really need one of these beauties Chris it isn't even out yet <laughs> uh, very original design looking forward to this one from John McLoon um, cool. um yeah uh, I, I you did a great video for this the um that came out uh near, near nam wasn't it and it was yeah absolutely brilliant it, it, everyone was saying oh, i really want these and we were all like when when is when's it out when's it out not yet <laughs> yeah we did a we did like a pre-order round on reaver.com right after nam and i think uh I think we're going to be sticking to Rio.com for a while for, for new releases. Because <laughs> um, we've used like our own website to crowdfund. We've used mm -hmm. Indiegogo to crowdfund the Plasma and then the Motorsynth. 
But like, yeah, Indiegogo is not rock and roll. Like it's more like you know for buying like appliances and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of people do that. And uh, what's the, what's the other ones? Um, I can't remember what they're called. But it, there's lots of these sort of crowdfunding things, and you know you do see yeah. people try and crowdfund pedals fairly often. And um, I, I don't know how good the response is. Often it's just like the next fuzz. But with your stuff, it is people know to expect every, every NAM. It's kind of like what's Game Changer doing now? You know, you yeah, know they do because I always ask yeah. you what's coming out, Ilya, <laughs> and you don't tell me. You get <laughs> sometimes do. I think I did. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, but uh, a lot of the times we ourselves have no idea what's com- what's going like. How are we gonna like uh, live up to the name another time or something? But uh, live up to the hype at least. Yeah, but yeah, this year we we actually do have some stuff planned for. Um, and let's, we're hoping that uh, the like the COVID and uh, like catastrophe won't uh, won't prevent us from doing so. Yeah, uh, well, it's it's affecting a lot of people, but um, yeah. let's let's hope that there is a winter nam first of all. Yeah, fingers yes. crossed. Well, summer nam's gone, isn't it? It's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. But it is what it is, mate. You you and your team have done an absolutely outstanding job in the last few years, and then if you know people can forgive you if you don't bring something out in in January, you know. Just make sure it's come out comes out in February. <laughs> yeah, I mean no, we'll have something. Yeah, good, good. Like yeah. uh like a salmon colored guitar cable or something. <laughs> <laughs> or a spade guitar. Well, like this one. Like, yeah, yeah. Here we go. You were showing that earlier and just taking the piss. Indeed. Um I'm I'm gonna plug who who made this. This is practical patch cable this. Oh, is it? This is a practical patch, yeah. Oh. And um, he's still making stuff at the moment, so that's off to Chris because it's a wonderful cable and it's a beautiful colour. By the way, like, uh, ah, I'm gonna say it. Uh, we do have an idea for a guitar cable, but it's so silly that uh, we're scared to even put it out. It's, like, it's or- not got the rat built into it, is it? Because that's already been done. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell so, you at some point, Lee, but you have to promise to like keep it under wraps. Classified. Oh, and I never oh, tell I'm anyone. Good. You know how good for it. I don't, I don't think you'll want to. Like, <laughs> oh man, what you need to do, right? Your next pedal needs to be a rainbow machine, but analog. <laughs> what? <laughs> the the electro um not electro uh the um earthquake um rainbow machine but an analog version analog version yeah. oh shit i'll keep you busy <laughs> oh man yeah On like it. a tape like a tape uh lube that runs in a spiral or something like or uh, it, it needs to be powered by unicorns mate come on let's be serious <laughs> i mean it's ridiculous sometimes it's like some of the we do like for every product that we arrive at we do a lot of brainstorming and there's some ridiculous ideas being bounced around that are oftentimes just stupid and we have to like get rid of them and then find like, you know return to the ground and start over yeah I'm I'm just saying that I want a MIDI controllable 
plasma coil. That's that's what that's what we want. <laughs> no, that's that's what Lee wants. Uh, I'm not entirely sure the rest of the guitar community are, are the same as Lee. I've got to be honest; but, that is probably true. But um, still, you know. Yeah, chop chop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, Ilya. Get that to it. Yeah, I mean, like uh, we're taking requests. Sure, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm it's not a, Jack I mean, White. <laughs> like all musicians out there, we're taking requests. <laughs> right. Okay. Should we wrap it up then, guys? By the no, way, it, uh, yeah. but it's true. Like uh, sometimes people send us ideas, and uh, yeah, if anybody <laughs> watching has a has an idea that they want to share and uh you know entrust into us then we'll, we're happy to take a look at it for sure yeah it's, there you go you know and uh you can always put your your name to the claim oh yeah i said that to him that'd be really cool that's it <laughs> yeah we'll work on the design together like uh <laughs> <laughs> like jack white yeah <laughs> yeah no but seriously why not like there's great ideas out there and some people just don't have the some people actually have like you know important things to do in life like yeah. in the, <laughs> yeah. there's tons of great great ideas it's just um you know knowing how to accomplish them and yeah it's implementation isn't it yeah it really yeah, is yeah one of the the final thing i want to say is like first of all thank you and it's really awesome to uh, that, you know, people are watching, and it's nice to, you know, get to ramble on for so long. Yeah, one of the things that uh, that has allowed us to to focus most of our time on development of ideas and like shooting beautiful videos is that we don't build the stuff like in house. We don't have a basement or like a bunch of guys with beards and soldering irons. <laughs> we like. Uh, we don't claim to be a boutique manufacturer because of that. We are we we just make them at a boring, you know, electronics manufacturing facility here in uh, Latvia, and uh, we just focus on the development, and then we hand over the manufacturing side of things to a contractor that builds the whole thing under our super supervision. So we make a bit less money, and we have to organize stuff in bigger batches. But uh, at least it frees up our minds, focus on the dev. And that way we can afford to make pedals that use ridiculous, expensive components as well. That's it. Well, yeah, you know, uh, it's great that you're keeping um, the work in, in Latvia as well, because that's, that's where you're from, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not like a great philanthropic mission, but it's basically like... We're not we wouldn't be smart enough to like organize it somewhere else like, <laughs> like we're just it's easy it's it's comforting to know that it, you know you can always meet the meet the guys and meet the people who like yeah. we we go there all the time and we participate we have actually yeah. now like multiple facilities but yeah now everything is like working like 20% you know yeah no absolutely it makes it the whole world's like that at the moment though, isn't it it's uh not much going on right now. Other than live streams. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Lots of lots of lots of content, isn't there? Lots of really bad uh, really bad covers of of old songs on the on Facebook. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Do you know what? I've not um, seen any of these. 
The amount of time I spend on Facebook, and I've not seen any of these. All I've seen is people complaining about it. Perhaps that's what you need to do before next uh, next podcast is uh, whip out the acoustic guitar and get singing Wonderwall. Cut the what, sorry? <laughs> oh, matron. Right, so uh, to, to whip us back around to the end of the podcast, uh, Leah, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Um, if if those people who are watching or who will be listening back to this on, because I'm assuming I'm going to put this out as a bonus podcast uh, on our podcast as well. Uh, so for those people, uh, if they want to catch your stuff, where do they go to find out more about the Game Changer uh, products? Yeah, I mean, GameChangerAudio.com. That's the safe bet. And click subscribe to newsletters to receive spam. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, then we then we are uh, on Instagram, Game Changer Audio. Can't miss it. And we have a YouTube channel with fantastic, great videos and only three thousand subscribers. Uh, we know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? <laughs> it's a tough world. If you don't want to do any of that, then uh, my suggestion for the pandemic is you should all follow Brian May's Instagram account because oh, he's great, just fantastic. It? Like, it's Absolutely. what's been me through this, these horrible times. Did you see him do that? Um, that one with uh, oh, what was Gary Barlow? No, the baldy chap, um, like from- Jason Wilding. <laughs> he's done one with him as well no yeah no um yeah no, yeah uh, the no. guy from little britain oh matt lucas yeah he did that um potato song oh, okay <laughs> oh brilliant was. Uh, yeah so um yeah there's brian may is doing some some amazing stuff he's just he's just been brian mays and he's he's playing some tunes I love, uh, I love it that he's like this rock titan, and he's just like in his almost sweatpants with like a cheap <laughs> five watt Vox like plastic amp, like with the phaser going and like a delay thing, like just like playing Beatles songs and stuff and like classic solos of his. It's really cool. Saw the Beatles one that was really good. Yeah, um, should, and- it's a good reminder that you don't need like. You know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Tone is in the fingers. Even even face tone. We are totally in the wrong industry to be telling people that, Ilya. Yeah, tone is definitely, <laughs> definitely not in the fingers. By pedals. You uh, need as much gear as you can get, people. Yeah, yeah that's what that's I meant it. to say, yeah. Yeah. Don't you dare <laughs> try to, you know, face the, face the challenges of, of music without being... Like, massively in debt like you know, <laughs> okay without maxing so, out the credit cards and selling shit you know it's so, more important to to you know you will be cool if you have the most expensive cool gear <laughs> yeah totally yeah. right at this point we say goodbye to our viewers but not to our listeners so we'll say we'll all wave goodbye say bye bye everyone thank you for tuning in that was very kind of you Indeed. And if you want the um, next bit, you'll have to listen to the podcast, listen to the end, because we're going to tell a joke. We are. Are we? We are. We always tell a joke. Right. Okay. Bye, everyone. Ta-da, the beat. Oh, you guys. Take care.
I know a shitty joke. What's Jesus' favorite chord? Jesus. Jesus, way. 